Welcome to Campaign Chemistry, where we pick the brains of creative alchemists, business wizards, and marketing geniuses behind the world's greatest brands. I'm your host, Allison Weisbrot, and my guest this week is Ian Stewart, Chief Marketing Officer at Tom's. Once ubiquitous shoe brand Tom's had lost its relevance in recent years, but after a turnaround that started in 2020 that included swapping its iconic one-for-one giving model to donating one-third of its profits to social causes, the brand is ready to get back out there with a new message. Stewart joined the company to lead the turnaround in 2020 from a marketing perspective. An experienced footwear marketer, having spent nearly seven years leading marketing at Converse, he refocused the brand's communications on the product while honing the company's social impact initiatives around mental health. Ian, thank you so much for joining me today. It's great to have you. Thanks, Allison. Awesome to be here. So let's talk about Toms. I know that I have owned a few pairs of Toms in my in my lifetime, um, but I know that it's not really necessarily, the brand has has made a lot of changes recently and, and um, sort of reset its its positioning. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, what you've done since you joined as CMO and, and where the brand is going. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I joined in 2020, just in, as the pandemic was, was kicking off. Uh, and I was part of a you know, new new ownership that came in at the beginning of 2020, new leadership with our new CEO, who I worked with for many, many years, Magnus um, Wedhammer. And we reset the brand. It was a brand that that really had been, you know, extremely huge growth in its early years with Blake and One for One and the, the core Alpagata that was was trending at that time and, you know, explosive growth for the for for many of the, the beginning of its of its time, but then just went into into decline for lots of different reasons. You know, brand relevance, product relevance, and even giving relevance. So we came in in twenty twenty, and we we just took everything to to the to the to the ground and, and rebuilt it um, brand new. And some of that was really challenging because you know it, it's easy to refresh a brand with creative and and photography and colors and stuff, which which we did uh, working with Red Antler. Um, and Magnus is a product guy, 25 years with Nike and other other brands. So he rebuilt the product engine, which I'll talk about. But, you know, the third the third leg on the table was rebuilding the impact side, which we did. And I'm happy to dive into that too. But yeah, we're, we're two years into it now. And after many, many years of decline to to pretty much to the to rock bottom and new ownership, the brand's turned around. We're, we're growing both top and, and bottom line for the first time in years, uh, which is very exciting. Yeah. So talk about that. I mean, I, you know, a few years ago, Tom's, everybody was wearing Tom's everywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was sort of one of the original purpose driven brands. Like you, you bought one and then one pair was donated to a person in need. What sort of where, what happened to that? Like what broke down and then what specifically have you sort of changed about the product, the brand, the approach that's now resonating? Yeah, one of the things I'd love to dive into uh, is is what, what is a brand's DNA. And I've been lucky. You know, I've worked at Coca Cola and MTV and Converse, and, and, and more recently at UGG. Um, and Tom's is another classic case. Like people might say on the surface that the DNA of Tom's is Blake, the founder, one for one giving as a model of, of how to give, um, and then the core Alpagato shoe. But if, if if that was the case, the brand wouldn't have gone into decline. It actually wasn't those things. You know, the the, the core DNA. Of Tom's is is that it's the first purpose driven you know f- fashion footwear brand, so as long as you hang on to that, you're able to then change the the way you, you do purpose, and that hadn't been done for for many many years. People had clung to to one for one, you know, and Blake was around, and then he left, so we were losing elements of relevance, um, and then finally that that product silhouette, which was hot back at, when the brand started, lost relevance. You know, f- footwear fashion trends changed. You know, shoes got chunkier and higher, and and moved into different materials and silhouettes and 
we we being a new team didn't need to be precious on any of that stuff. And as I said, we, we took it all down and rebuilt it you know, with the product. We took some core elements of the Alpagata, um, things that you would visibly recognize as that shoe, but we modernized them with, with different materials and constructions and, and elevations and heights and, and even widths. It was it was too narrow a shoe. So we, we changed all of that. And we also got into some non-Alpagata uh, product. We, we have a thriving business in, with fashion boots and wedges and sandals, which again, you might say, well, that's not the core DNA. But, you know, being a fashionable brand is is the DNA. So that resetting the brand, refreshing the brand creatively and, and, and photo- with photography and resetting the product, that, that relatively easy stuff. That, that's just a playbook of coming in and saying what, what what's relevant today for a brand presentation, what's relevant today for product presentation. It's the giving bit that was was the harder one to, to, to crack into. So talk about that. There were people who said that the, the, the core of the brand was was giving one for one. Uh, and you know Tom has pretty much invented that model, and then shepherded and 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 helped many other brands from you know the Bombuses and the Warby Parkers get into that space. And you know, circa 2019, 2020, every brand it would seem had some type of of um, of one for one giving model. But we we came in and we didn't think that was the most relevant way to give. That there are many other ways to give. And and actually, Tom's had in parallel for a couple of years been also giving grants to to small grassroots nonprofits. So it was kind of giving shoes and it was giving water and sight and giving lots of different one-for-one things and also giving grants and supporting at grassroots level. And we came in and said, well, gosh, th- let's just do one thing. Let- let's not do lots of different things. Let's be known for one thing and let's be brave enough to change from one-for-one if it's not the best way to give. Uh, and as I said, that was right when the pandemic was hitting and, and it became really relevant to be to be supporting locally, like because you know, remember, we were all back at home, and, and it was all about what was happening around us, and and we were already giving to grassroots communities. But we said, let's just keep doing that. Like, let's get really supporting the grassroots n- nonprofits that are on the ground, supporting people to get to a more equitable place. And we had partners in the mental health space, we had partners in the access to opportunity space, um, and we had partners in the ending gun violence space. So we were already in those zones, but we were just known for one for one. So we made the decision in twenty twenty to stop giving shoes uh, and to make an announcement that we were going to, you know, proud of what we'd done. We'd, we'd, we'd achieved um, impacting 100 million lives as we moved into 2020, but that we were going to focus on moving towards giving a third of our profits. So a different different model, still giving, still bonus, um, and we're giving a third, which in the world of either giving a percentage of sales or a percentage of profits, a third of profits is about as as, as much as you can give yeah, before you go into business. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's definitely a, a good chunk of the of the profit. So that that sort of leads into your most recent campaign for Mental Health Awareness Month. Talk a little bit about how you're approaching this uh, this month. Yeah, so well, just to, to round out 2020. So 2020 for us was was a big big year because we had to go go out to the media and to our our core loyal consumers and to the new customers that we wanted to acquire and our wholesale partners and say, hey, we're, we're famous for one for one, but we're going to move on. It served us well. We've reached 100 million lives. We're going to now focus on a third of profits in, in areas like mental health and access to opportunity. And to be honest, that, that was a that was a very bold move that could have gone one of two ways. People could have said, that's ridiculous. Why, why would you move away from something you're famous for? Or well done for being brave and, and leaning into the, the, the times. And because of the pandemic and all of the social and racial upheavals that were going on, it felt like it was going to be well received. And it was. It was unanimously received as an evolution for a brand. And as I said, coming back to DNA, really understanding what the DNA is. And our DNA is a giving brand. Mm-hmm. 
So let's keep being a giving brand, but let's just give in a more contemporary way. Um, it is hopefully a, a lesson and a, and a learning and an inspiration to other brands to to be able to make changes and not, and, and yes, they're scary, but, but make them, you know, be relevant today versus hang on to what you were in the past. So 2020 was, and, and moving into 21 was all about like landing that story, moving and launching these new evolutions of the product and, and just settling the brand down into, into a new, into a new space. Mm-hmm. So then as we move towards this year, we wanted to get even sharper, um, continuing to give a third of profits, continuing to support grassroots organizations, particularly in Los Angeles, where we are, we, we feel strongly that we need to support our neighborhoods and communities first. But increasingly, we thought, you know, giving in lots of areas can be confusing. Um, it's a lot to communicate, you know, we give in mental health, we give in access to opportunity, we, we want to end gun violence. And a lot of these things are intersectional anyway. So as we move towards this year, we said, let's focus on a sharp point with mental health because uh, so many things ladder back to that, you know, ending gun violence and gun violence and all of that, that area has got implications on mental health. People's inability to access opportunity for whatever reason um, can lead to issues with mental health. And then just in general, the society right now, you know, it's been a hard two years for everybody. Mm -hmm. We can focus in that area and its intersectionality of, of, of the other things, but just get hyper-focused. And, and that's another learning. It's good to do lots of things, and, and many brands do many things, but picking one and really owning that and, and, and leading with that. So that was that's where we decided let, let, let's, let's really just get sharp around mental health. Uh, and, and as we move into new partners that we pick, let's, let's, let's focus in that area. Existing partners that we have long-term relationships with, let's look for that intersection into mental health and, and tell that side of their story. Um, so that's so that all led to so what does that mean for for 2022, and we've been dabbling in lots of different cultural moments as all brands do. You know, we, we have various celebrations around Women's Day and Black History Month and Pride and Unity and all, all of those things. But there are some other really important cultural moments that specifically speak to mental health. May in the US is Mental Health Awareness Month, and then there's National Suicide Prevention. Uh, in September, and then there's a, a World Mental Health Day in October. So we said, let, let's let's just do that. Let's focus in on mental health. Let's start at each year's impact marketing and arc and communication support and celebration in May. And let's end in October. Why mental health? Why zero in on this on this topic right now? Well, we we had we had been in the mental health space through the grants we were giving since 2016, so it wasn't new to us. But as I said, we were a brand that was doing lots of things. We were giving in mental health. We were giving supporting access to opportunity. We were giving money and and supporting ending gun violence and giving one for one. So as we came in with with, with fresh eyes, we just wanted to keep getting sharper and sharper. As I said, you can you can a brand can do lots of things. You don't have to communicate them all. So we're still pushing to end gun violence and we're still advocating um, for better access to opportunity. But mental health felt right as the sharp point. If we were to choose one of those three or, or choose a fourth, but if they, they were the three that we had, were already working in. As I said, society and, and, and the times, uh, mental health has become a, a conversation and a topic that is losing stigma and people are reaching out to get more support and access to mental health resources. Um, it's become more front page in, in, in the news and celebrities and athletes and stars are speaking out about mental health. So, which is awesome. These are all fantastic things that a brand can then continue to work in, in a space that's becoming more conversational. And specifically for us, mental health is, is a wide ranging topic. You know, it can range from 
wellness and yoga all the way through to addiction and substance abuse and, and many other areas in between. So within mental health, we, we've chosen to focus in on helping to provide access of mental health resources. So that kind of sits across the whole spectrum. But specifically, we've, we have a lot of partners and doing a lot of work around suicide prevention um, and providing people with knowledge and resources and access to information that can help them. But the caveat with that is we're not in the, the mental health um, solution game where we, we make shoes. So we can't you know, commit to helping someone's total journey. That, that would be impossible. That would, wouldn't be true. Um, so what, where we're focusing on is, is helping to provide access to resources for people to take that first step um, towards getting help. Yeah, no, that's great. And, and you know, the most recent um, the most recent campaign you're doing, it's, it's, it's an interesting approach because it's not even really a campaign, right? Like you're just you're just donating money. And that's sometimes maybe that's the approach that that more marketers need to take. Very simple. Yeah, ab- ab- absolutely. I, I think that's the other learning is don't don't make it complicated. Ch- choose an area that that's that's important to the brand and, and its employees, um, and then you can give to large organisations. There's nothing wrong with that. But we've chosen to give to really small ones because we're not using the, the the non-profit partners we give to as marketing platforms. You know, we want to elevate them. We don't need them to elevate us. So we we go hyper small, which is not always the logical place to go. You know, some of our nonprofit partners are just one or two people. Yeah. So when we give them 20 or 30 or $50,000 a year over many years, it's extremely significant to them. Um, and then we tell their story. So last year we did an incredible collaboration with um, Wild Fang, a, a fashion brand up in Portland. And we gave to a, not together, gave to a nonprofit called Project Q that's run by a lady called Madden. And she gives haircuts to transgender homeless kids. You know, it's very simple, very small, very, you know, tiny, tiny little outfit with a huge goal and, and, and mission. And, and that's, we brought that all together using the collaboration to, to put a spotlight on Project Q and celebrate that and tell their story. And so that's just a, a very streamlined approach to it all. Yeah. So what is Tom's doing for, internally for its own employees' mental health? Yeah, we, we have an awesome um we have a couple of awesome phrases at Tom's. Our mission is that we're in business to improve lives. So that's kind of our mantra as a company. And people come to work at Tom's because they want to improve lives. And Tom's is a really interesting blend of a for-profit that sometimes feels like a non-profit and it's a very caring organization. And we have a, a, another term that we use, which is that ground up change starts with us. Um, and we make sure that in any given month, we're doing a lot of things internally to elevate people's knowledge and awareness and familiarity with with all the things that are important. So this month, for example, we're all doing mental health training um, with with, uh, with with a foundation that's teaching us how to identify um, clues with people around us that might be struggling with mental health and how to approach that and what we can do about it. So we're all going through that training course at the moment, which is fantastic. We're getting guest speakers in as part of Mental Health Awareness Month to elevate us and inspire us to, to do good. And we have days of learning. We have days of giving. We've got thankful days. It's a it's a really awesome company that, as I said, people join Tom's because they want to work in a brand that's that's doing good stuff. So we don't have to convince anybody once they get inside that this is what we do. That's, that's why they're here. Well, speaking of Tom's is a B Corp. Talk about, you know, that process, like why, and I don't know if that happened before you, before you joined, but um, why, why did Tom's decide to become a B Corp and you know what's that process like and is it something that you feel is important for a brand that that talks about purpose yeah I mean we've been a B Corp for many many years we we just most recently um got recertified which 
in itself is a huge, a huge journey. So our initial certification was in 2018. Uh, and then, as I said, we just, we just got recertified. The certification process is, is, is it's grueling. It, it takes a lot um, of work because it's, it's a real internal audit across everything from how you approach your community to how, how you support your work, your workforce, your environmental commitments and, and progress, your governance and transparency, and even how you treat your customers. So it's not the sort of thing where you just fill in a form on the internet and pay 20 bucks and get a sticker. It's a, it's a big process. Um, so we went through it. We got, we, we got a, a great score initially. And then because of all this more recent work, we got recertified and, and we, our score went up by 25%. It, it, our score happens to be 121.5, which sits us in the, in the upper percentile of, of all the brands that are in there. And it's just a great badge that says you're doing all the right things in all the right areas. Um, and yeah, we, we, we proudly wear that on our sleeve. And one of the things we're working on for next year is to see how we can use our B Corp leadership to both encourage other brands to become B Corps and then also to partner with other B Corp brands to, to elevate the B Corp status. So it's something we're really proud of. It's something we, we don't talk about all the time. I think we, we do one or two posts on our Instagram feed a month just to to, to, to share that we're a B Corp. Um, but there's a huge opportunity in there. There's, there's so many companies, so many cool, great, great companies in the B Corp community mm-hmm. that we can do stuff. Yeah. So talk about, um, you know, the idea of getting other brands to embrace B Corp certification. Like a lot of brands these days are latching on to just this purpose trend in general, right? Like it's, it's something that consumers want to hear about. Um, but, you know, it has to, Walking the walk is also really important because consumers can kind of see through when you're not actually like practicing what you preach. So talk about a little bit about um, that trend, I guess, in marketing and and your take on it coming from a company like like Tom's. Yeah, look, it, it, number one, it's, it's awesome that, that both brands want to become more purposeful and then are looking for ways to to share that purpose like a B Corp certification. And it's, 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 it's also super amazing and fantastic that consumers increasingly want brands to be doing good in, in all the areas, you know, in, in the social area in the environmental area and in, in the governance DIA areas as well. So that's, that's all good stuff. And I, I do think that of all the, the hardships that we've been through in the last two years with the, you know, with the pandemic and, and everything, one of the good things is that people have become sort of more wanting good and brands to do good and, and to, to be good. So transparency is really, really important. Um, and it's going to be increasingly hard for brands to use all purpose as a marketing tool, unless they're truly purposeful. And I don't actually think that you should be using purpose as a marketing tool. Anyway, I think you should just tell, tell consumers who you are as a brand and be deeply transparent about it and authentic. So I think they're all good things. And, you know, in the area of encouraging other brands to become a B Corp, you know, we, we want to be able to help brands to get through that process. Like how, how does it work and how can we help you? And, and what does it look like on the, at the other end? And we're lucky at times we have a whole purpose team. Many brands don't. So we have a chief giving officer, Amy Smith. She has a fantastic team of people who've all come from nonprofit and social, social welfare, welfare spaces. So we, we're lucky internally that we have the skills to navigate things like B Corp recertification or transparency, DIA or, you know how are we going with sustainability so how does like having all of this all this resource internally and this real focus and commitment on purpose and giving how does that shape your approach to marketing as a cmo yeah and, and we'll eventually get to the way good campaign i know we keep trying to get to it and then we move to something else but 
I mean, I most recently came from UGG where I helped to, to bring that brand to, to more modern relevance and refresh it. And as I, as I talked before about, you know, really understanding what is the real DNA of a brand and then using that as, as, as a marketing idea or, or concept. Um, but before I, got, I spent a couple of years just taking some time out with a, with a nonprofit, I just wanted to see the world from a different perspective and just understand, you know, what drives a nonprofit and mission and, and how does it work with marketing over there. So I, I've kind of put all, all those different things that I've done in my marketing career into really thinking deeply with Tom's, like what, what do you lead with actually? And what do you differentiate or support with really? And I think that on the surface, people would say, well, Tom's, you know, you should lead with your purpose and you should lead with your giving and tell people all the good things that you're doing. And I'm like, I don't think that's right. I think that we're a footwear brand. We should be leading with great product that's fashion relevant and, and suits today's styles because people don't wear purpose. They don't go into a shop and say, I'd like to buy buy a pair of purposes, please. They, you know, they buy products that, that they want to wear. And I think that's one of the things that Tom's had perhaps overlooked over the, the, the last years before the, the change of ownership is that you can be the most purposeful brand in the world, but if people don't want to wear you, it, it doesn't work because with, if they don't buy you, you can't give one for one or, or now more recently, if they don't buy you, we can't give a third of profits. So coming in and saying, we're actually a for-profit company. Let, let's be proud that we're in business to improve lives. So let's lead with the business bit, which is our footwear, make that beautiful and stylish and relevant and contemporary with trends and then support that with diff- and differentiate with our purpose. So we flip the equation and it's working. I think that we've become, if you look at our Instagram feed, far more focused on us as a company that makes things. <laughs> and we say, when, and every Instagram post talks about, you know, when you buy Tom's, you help support um, and fund us being able to provide access to mental health resources for the millions of people who need them because we give a third of profit. So we lead with product and we support with purpose. That's a, it's a 180 degree turnaround from where Tom's was, leading with purpose and maybe not thinking about the products to leading with great products and then supporting that with great purpose and giving. Yeah, no, I mean, it makes a lot of sense, right? Like consumers are, at the end of the day, they're trying to buy a product that they want. So it's important to get the information across about about that product. Yeah, and, and that was the brief for, for the campaign this, this year, which has become, it was originally briefed into an agency up in Portland called Camp Grizzly, who, who were awesome, by the way. And we, we, we came to them at the end of last year and said, we need, a, we need a really good campaign idea for Mental Health Awareness Month next year, um, you know, in 2022, that really brings to life how we give, what we make, and who we are as a brand. And, and then wraps all that round as a great proclamation for May Mental Health Awareness Month. So they said, fine. So they, they went and worked on that and they came back, as, as you know, you know, with, with the, three, the three options. Um, and the first one we saw was wear good. And we're like, we'll take it. Don't need to see the other ones. And there's no round two. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> this, 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 is not, this, is our, this is our line. As, as I was just saying, people wear Toms. So we wanted it to bring to life that idea that you wear our shoes um, and they need to be things that you want to wear. So wearing us is, is a good thing as in terms of their relevance to you. But also when you wear Tom's, you're wearing good because we're a brand that does good and all, all the things that we've, we've just been talking about. So it was like just two words absolutely nailed who we are as a brand and what we're asking people to do by, by joining us and, and becoming you know our, our customers is that you're wearing good, which allows us to give a third of profits. And, and, and so the narrative goes. So when we saw that, we're like, gosh, this is this is kind of it, it. This replaces one for one because everybody said Tom's. Oh, that's the one for one brand. Yeah, no, Tom's is now the wear good brand. You know, you wear us. We're doing good. You're doing good. 
everybody is is doing good. It kind of feels to us like an evergreen idea now versus just a, a May campaign. So we rolled it out this May, and we're going to stick with it. It's, it's going to become our new sort of brand brand line. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I'm sure, I'm sure that's, uh, you know, you've been in many creative meetings where you didn't just land on the first, <laughs> on the first idea pitch. So that's always nice. Rounds and um, rounds and rounds or, 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 and you get to dead ends and, and everyone gets frustrated and I've, you know, you change agency cause they didn't crack it yet. We've all been yeah, yeah, yeah. in most places before. And occasionally you're lucky enough to get to a place with it, with a, a great partner agency and a, hopefully a good, a great brief. And then they just get it and, you know, that classic, give you the three options. One's their favorite. There's another pretty good one. And then there's the stinker to, to, to take one off the table quickly. <laughs> we, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we, we saw that first one and we're like, that's it. That's we just, it. Don't show us the other ones. So what is, this is sort of like a new a new like tagline and, and brand sort of direction for you guys. Is there, what, what elements are part of the, the campaign that you're doing? Like what, what are, what creative elements are included? Yeah. yeah, It's a great line because it sits really well beside any product imagery where good, you can do a close up of of a shoe. You can also do great lifestyle photography and that shows our products head to toe in, in great outfits. And you can say we're good. You can also put it up against just general impact messaging, you know, we give a third of profits. We're good, so it supports how we how we give, and we, we also put it up against um, to support our our, our impact partners, the, the the people that we give the third of profits to. So this May we have got a lot going on. We're we're launching. We're good. We're announcing our our focus and sharp point around mental health. We have a collaboration launching in a couple of days with a really awesome outfit called the Happiness Project, which is three young guys who lost um, a fourth friend to suicide and created a fashion brand to celebrate his life and to put the spotlight on you know, mental health awareness and suicide prevention. So we did a head-to-toe collection with them that we're launching in a couple of days. So we, we have that coming. We have our second drop with Wildfang, um, which is super awesome. We have uh, elevation of two really great partners that we have, one called Brave Trails, which puts on summer camps for uh, LGBT uh, teens to, to so that they can come together with, with like-minded people and we've been supporting them for a couple of years and we, we've, we've made a beautiful content series around what they do and, and why it's so important so we're elevating and putting a spotlight on brave trails and then another partner we've been with for a while now called the dinner party puts on dinner parties for initially like adolescents and, and you know young adults who've experienced grief and great loss um and putting together dinner parties with other people who've experienced similar so that they can share and learn and understand that they're not alone. Um, and both Brave Trails, our, our goal with the grants we're giving to, the, to them is to put on more summer camps for more teens uh, around the country and the, the money and grants we're giving to the dinner parties so that they can host more dinner parties. So it's like it's, re- it's really small outfits, really fledgling, do- doing things at a grassroots level, and, and we want to – we want to help them do more of it. So that's yeah. kind of me. Yeah, a couple, a couple of collabs, a, a global product launch, just in the in the inline products, the partner elevations, uh, and then just yeah, just putting we're good across wheat pasting and posters around LA and lots of digital media and lots of PR and advertising. So yeah, it's really really vibrant time. As I said, the brand has turned around. We're we're, we're experiencing growth. The wholesale accounts are coming back to us. Um, they're excited about the mental health 
uh, you know, topic. They're super happy about the, the third of profits, transparency, new model, and, and then they're all loving we're good. So it's a good, yeah. good time. So what's, um, talk about, you were at Converse for, for a while leading marketing. Talk about, um, you know, what you sort of brought from your experience there to, to this type of an organization. I would imagine like the, the focus on product and, you know, putting that at the forefront of marketing probably comes from your experience in that space. Yeah, for, for de- definitely. We a lot of us, Magnus, who's out to Tom CEO, and I, and, and a bunch of other people came to Converse at the same time when Nike took it over and, and refreshed the brand. And our role back then was to just exactly what I was just saying before. What, what, who are we? Like, what, what is Converse? What, what's the DNA, both with product and, and brand and culture? And then let's take that and let's scale it. So. Over the, the time that I was there, we, we grew up from very small to multiple billions of dollars by just honing in on the Chuck Taylor and celebrating that that as the core silhouette and in particular the black Chuck and making sure that everybody knew that that was our hero and that we were proud of it. And then really leaning into the cultures that we thought were relevant for the brand, which was music with, and a particular sort of style of music, um, music, art and skateboarding. And then really just just owning those three cultural pillars and doing them in a very converse way that separated us from Vans and Nike and Adidas and, and the other ones. And once we landed on on, on the, the ideas of our DNA, what the, the product DNA was, the brand DNA, the cultural DNAs, we just stuck at it. And, you know, it's really important that you that you, you, you commit to something and then you do it. You don't change. Um, and so many brands they get bored or they don't think it's working because they haven't given it enough time, but they move on or, or new leadership comes and they've got new ideas. I think the time that we're at Converse was a great example over seven, eight years of just sticking to the, the one simple idea and just mm-hmm. landing it. And we just grew and grew and grew and grew and grew. It was a really great learning around that, you know, thoroughness of DNA. Yeah, it's interesting. I just actually wrote a piece about um, the CMO tenure report just came out and it's shorter than it's, it's shorter than ever. Um, I feel like, you know, a lot of times there people aren't in their position long enough to like stick to the DNA all the time, right? Like how does that sort of impact brands' ability to stick with long-term ideas? I, I know, I know. It's, it, it really is hard. I mean, on the one hand, the more, more times you've, you've done it, the, <clears throat> the crispier your playbook gets and you're able to come in and, and operate faster. So you know, coming to UG was a three-year turnaround and coming to Tom's was a one-and-a-bit-year turnaround because you, you're taking all your learnings and doing them faster and sharper. But the world's become more or less patient, more impatient. I think that's one of the key reasons that tenures get short because either the street or the investors, the owners, they, they want they want quick returns. And mm-hmm. we all face that, particularly when I was at Converse, it wasn't the era of performance marketing and all, all of that that, that – the, the lower final stuff has become now. So, you know, more recently it's just so data driven. So it's your performance is measured on a minute by minute basis. And if it's not going in the right direction, it's very clear that it, from the numbers that it's not and, and people get impatient, you know? So one of the things that's really important for a CMO, particularly a CMO that's working to reset a brand for, as well as obviously growing commercially, but, but resetting a brand takes time. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I'm doing in my role with our owners who are private equity is we can fit a lot, fix a lot of the commercial fundamentals and in footwear, it's going to take a year to reset product because that's how long the product engine takes to, to come to market. But a brand reset, you know, it, it takes, it takes a time. It takes a couple of years and, and uh, the role of a CMO is to be 
very firm about that and, and to really manage expectations on how long it takes. You know, Tom's was not a brand that had a negative image. It was a brand that everybody loved and knew, but had lost relevance. So, you know, it, we weren't trying to reverse a negative. Yeah. There are many brands that are in a negative position and that takes a lot longer to neutralize the negative sentiment and, and then grow it to a positive. With Tom's, we're, we're, we're fortunate to just reset a brand people love. It still takes time. People didn't wake up when we reset the brand in 2020 and say, oh, that's great. I'm going to start buying Tom's now because I saw an ad that looked that <laughs> appealed to me. You know, classic theory is you got to land at least eight or nine, ten impressions of a story before it even starts to sink in. So that alone yeah. takes time. Um and if it's a new message to a new audience with new products and, and a new giving model, then that's going to take even more impressions to, to land the plane. Mm-hmm. Bringing everything kind of full circle here, how do you deal with like the mental health aspect and all the stress of being a CMO today? <laughs> Honestly, I, I, I always look at it as a puzzle. Um, there's, there's, a, there's a solution out there and you just have to get all the pieces lined up, including the right team and the right partners and, and, all, and all the component parts. And over, over time of doing marketing all the time, you know what all the component parts are. And I just treat it as a puzzle. Like, how is it all fitting together? What's missing? What, where are the gaps? What, what, what doesn't fit together? What, what can we do differently within the framework of the DNA? So being able to tweak and, and adjust and change things and, and, and appreciate that it's never going to be perfect. I think I, I manage my mental health by it's just, it's a constant evolution. Like every day yeah. is what are we tweaking? What are we changing? Right, right. There's no necessarily end perfect state to get no. to. No, it's not. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ian. This was super interesting. You know, mental health is a super important topic to me and to our readers, I'm sure. So I'm glad that you guys are leaning into it and excited to see what new products you come up with. Yeah, thank you so much for the time, Alison. Thanks. We, we, we talked about a lot of stuff, so hopefully it was meaningful and, and helpful to the people listening. That's all the time we have for this week. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to Campaign Chemistry on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts.